Welcome to this podcast from The Well, a United Methodist Church in Rosemount, Minnesota. Thank you for taking the time to listen. For more information, please check us out at thewellmn.church. Grace and peace be with you. Well, good morning, everyone. I feel like I just saw a few of you about a few hours ago. Well, this is wonderful. Welcome. I'm Sherry Mornson. I'm the lead pastor here at The Well, and uh, it is such a joy to serve this amazing church and to be a part of what God has been doing these last two days here as we enter into worship and as we enter with families and to see people we haven't seen for a while. Today, Brian said to me, okay, it's Sunday, but because it's Christmas Sunday, is it the best day of the year? And I said, absolutely. And he said, but what about Easter? And I said, okay, 2022, this is the best day of the year. And when we get to 2023, Easter Sunday will be the best day of the year. But it is just wonderful uh, to see you here as we have such a joyous day, as we enter into worship and we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior. Doesn't get better than that. Doesn't get better than that. So I just have a few announcements to share with you today. Next Sunday, our new bishop will be providing the message. She has taped a message for all of the Methodist churches in Minnesota, and we have the privilege to meet her and to hear her heart uh, for our conference and her heart for justice and reconciliation. And so I encourage you to come. We're going to have worship, we're going to have communion, but it's just a wonderful opportunity to hear from our bishop and to be a part of what God is doing in our churches. And so I encourage you to come. Then on January 2nd, we are going to have a light dinner at 5 o'clock, and then we are going to have a church conference. We're going to have family time where we just share what God is doing here at the church. We have a few items to vote on on our new leadership that God has been so faithful in providing and raising up here at the well. We'll talk about our budget and a variety of things. So I encourage you to come. Come for fellowship ahead of time and our meal together, and then we will stay and we will just uh, give you some updates on what God is doing and what all of the leadership teams are doing. Then in January, we are going to start a new series that seems so fitting As we begin to look at the future of the well, as we begin to do strategic planning, we're going to do a seven-week series on the book of Esther for such a time as this. As we begin 2023 together and as we continue to pray on who God is calling us to be for such a time as this. So I'm so excited about this series. Will will be back with us, and uh, we're just excited to see where the Lord will lead us. Hopefully we can have some small groups that follow the book of Esther, and uh, just exciting times as we begin a new year. So I want to welcome you this morning as we come here as family and as we celebrate the birth of our Lord together. Good morning. My name is Donna Sauter. This morning's scripture comes from Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. 
After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem and Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go, and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go worship him. After they heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Here ends the reading. Thanks, Donna. So how many of you agree with me? It takes a special gift to be in children's ministry. God bless you. Thanks, Katie and Brad. To be able to uh, keep your train of thought as you are, are uh, also being distracted at the same time is truly a gift. And I am so thankful for this church that we have someone who not only loves our children, but loves her children and is committed to uh, helping our children to meet Jesus and to experience the story and the power of God's love. So thank you. Thank you for uh, your message today that all of us will remember. You know, yesterday was a wonderful day as we celebrated and we heard the Christmas story in Luke. We hear this story every single year, and hopefully each year that we hear it, we are reminded of God's grace and God's love, that God has come into our lives for all people and to be able to experience this new. Yesterday, we focused on the shepherds, the angels, the hallelujah choir, and the baby that was born in a manger because there was no room in the inn. We saw the power of God leading us in our journey, the faithfulness of Joseph and Mary, the obedience of continuing this 80-mile journey to Bethlehem. We also saw the power of God's love to all people. Instead of the religious and the powerful and the influencers, God comes and speaks to the outcasts and to the marginalized and to the lonely. That's such a powerful story for me of God's unconditional love for us and for this child that was born. The power of pivot, when there's no room in the inn, will find the stable, will find the trough and make it a throne. 
It's such a powerful story that we have. But today we see such a different story. Matthew tells us such a different story of the baby Jesus than the story in Luke. Instead of shepherds that we experienced yesterday, Matthew gives us magi from the east. These were often considered kings or astrologers. They were people who studied the stars. They were a group of scholars who found direction and insight from the stars. Their GPS was the stars. How powerful that is. Instead of the stable in Luke, Matthew takes us to Herod's palace. The contrast is unbelievable. Instead of a manger, Matthew shows us the gifts that are fit for a king. Instead of the angels and the hallelujah chorus that was not only among the shepherds, but surrounded the shepherds with God's presence and power, Matthew tells us of dreams. In the scripture that Donna just read, we see two kings and two kingdoms. I was thinking about this as we were praying the Lord's Prayer, the prayer that Jesus and Jesus' kingdom taught us to pray. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. The contrast of the kingdom of our Lord and Savior and the contrast of the kingdom of Herod. The difference between Jesus and Herod could not be greater. Matthew shows us this contrast in that Jesus was born in a stable with humility and poverty. Herod lives in a palace. Jesus comes to us as a helpless infant. Herod possesses great power, influence, cunning, and wealth. Jesus will prove to be a man of great compassion, humility, sacrifice, the shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep, where Herod is cruel and violent and into power and self. I think for me, the lesson that is so powerful in this story is how different people responded to Jesus. We see in the text that the wise men were seeking, where's the one who has been born the king of the Jews? The stars led them a great distance to find this king. The wise men say, we saw his star when it rose and we have come to worship him. The wise men came seeking Jesus. They saw a star. They knew that that star was somehow connected to the king of the Jews. These Gentiles who did not know the scriptures felt the leading and the prompting of God in their life. And they came seeking because they wanted to worship this king, this newborn king of the Jews. The wise men come seeking God. They come with joy in their hearts and a desire to seek the Lord. And what happens as they meet Herod, they suddenly realize that they don't have the answer. They go to Jerusalem because as wise men from the east, it made sense if this was the king of the Jews they were seeking, they would go to Jerusalem, which was the center of temple worship. 
So they knew how to get so far, but then the GPS seemed to fail on them, and they didn't know how to continue. How powerful it was that through this star they were led, but it was the scriptures that needed to take them that last five miles from Jerusalem to Bethlehem. We see in the picture of the wise men, people who come seeking God's presence, seeking God's healing, seeking God's truth, seeking God's direction in their life. I think all of us at times in our life are seeking. We don't even know what we are seeking. It can be peace. It can be health. It can be a variety of things, but we know in our souls and in our being that God is leading us and leading us into the Lord's presence. And when they finally arrived, the text says that uh, they came and they found Mary. And coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother, and they bowed down and they worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. We see not only seeking, but when we find the Lord and we enter into the presence of God, we immediately bow down and worship, knowing that we are in the presence of God. And as they worship God, they then continued to worship by offering the Lord their treasures, offering the best that they had to the Lord. Gold is a gift that was signified as being a symbol of royalty. You presented gold to a king. Frankincense is used in temple worship. We see not only do they acknowledge that they are in the presence of the king, but when they are in the presence of the king, they provide gold. But then they continue to worship by providing frankincense, a continuation of what would have been used in temple worship, a gift for a priest. And then the high priest would often use myrrh as anointing oil. It is also used to prepare bodies for burial. Nicodemus would bring a mixture of myrrh and aloe to prepare Jesus' body for burial. How significant. I think that the wise men, as they prepared for their journey, thought, yeah, what, what can we bring? Well, I got this, I got that. I think those gifts were very intentional. As they were seeking the king of the Jews, they came acknowledging that this was the king. They came acknowledging through the frankincense this act of worship and how symbolic that they provided myrrh that eventually would signify God's love for us on the cross, how powerful that was. The wise men came with hearts seeking God. Herod, on the other hand, responded to the news that the king of the Jews had been born with such humanity. He was paranoid. He was afraid. He was afraid of losing his control and his power. He lied. He manipulated. He would do anything to continue to be in control and to continue his kingdom on earth. How different his response 
to Jesus is than the wise men. But for me, as I studied this passage, the group that I find so fascinating are the scribes and the religious people. It is fascinating to me that Herod heard the wise men's questions. He was troubled by this in all Jerusalem when he called together all of the chief priests and the teachers of the law. He asked them, where will the Messiah be born? And they immediately knew. They knew that Jesus would be born in Bethlehem in Judea. They knew the scriptures. They knew that Micah 5.2 would describe where Jesus would be born. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are by no means least among the rulers. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. The religious people, the scribes and the Pharisees, are in Jerusalem five miles from Bethlehem. But yet they totally ignored the request of the wise men. They totally ignored the fulfillment of Scripture that they could recite and had no desire whatsoever. They couldn't be bothered, no interest. They knew the quotes. They even know how to guide the wise men. But yet, in their minds, they knew the answers, but in their hearts, they had no desire to seek the Lord and Savior. How powerful this passage is for us as we end this year. On Sunday, the best day of the year, Brian. How powerful this is. My hope and my prayer is that we are people who seek the Lord in our life. In the midst of our journeys, in the midst of our struggles, in the midst of whatever may be going on in our life, that we seek the Lord. The wise men had a star. We have the power of the Holy Spirit inside of us that leads us and guides us. We have the power of God's Word and the power of prayer, and the power of fellowship of other people in our life that we seek wisdom from, that we seek encouragement from, that we seek help when we are weary and tired. May we be people who seek God, who are willing to go the extra miles to find God, to enter into God's presence, in this church and in our families and in our homes. And may we offer to God what we have. May we offer to God our hopes, our dreams, our gifts, and our talents. So on this day, may we follow the lead of the wise men, the Gentiles, who led us to the Lord. May we follow the hope of this star. And may God bless us as we continue this journey together. Let's pray. So Lord, on this day, on your day, we come before you and we worship you. Lord, we seek you with all of our hearts. We ask, Lord, that you would continue to be present in our life, that you would continue to lead us and guide us, 
that you would bring people into our lives to walk with us in this journey. May the power of your word speak to us. May your Holy Spirit convict us and give us peace and joy and love and patience and kindness as we continue to seek your will in our lives. Lord, we thank you for this church. We thank you for the fellowship and for people who encourage us, who love us, who nudge us on in this journey, who carry us when we are weak and too tired. God, may you bless each and every one of us on this day as we celebrate the birth of your Son. We lift our lives to you that we might worship you. We lift our lives to you that we might offer you not only our hearts and our minds, but our souls. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I loved yesterday when we talked about the shepherds. When the angels and the hallelujah choir showed up, they immediately responded with, let's go. They wanted to be where Jesus is. I love that passage. May we be people like the shepherds and the wise men who seek God. And when we see God leading us, we're responding by saying, let's go. And when they experienced the power of God in their midst, they could not help but share it with others. So may we be people that share God's love, not only on this day, but every day. So may God bless you on this Christmas day. May God lead you as you seek him. May you surrender your lives. Give up control. Thy kingdom come. God's will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And may you worship our Lord and Savior and offer to God your treasures. Lay them at his feet. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.